Oh, Mr. Collins. You didn't think I'd pass up on the chance to dish on Mr. Collins's proposal, did you? The scene is cringeworthy and funny from start to finish, so let's spend some time reflecting on a few of the most hilariously or painfully awkward moments. First, there was the fact that his proposal was timed for convenience, since he had to leave the following Saturday, delivered without diffidence, since he allowed no possibility he might be refused, and set about, quote, in a very orderly manner, with all the observances which he supposed a regular part of the business, unquote. Mr. Collins' awkwardness, obliviousness, and emotionlessness prepare us for what has to be the most unromantic proposal ever made. He makes himself ridiculous with his insistence on ascribing motives to Elizabeth's refusal that are consistent with his own self-regard. Her reluctance to hear his proposal must arise from modesty and delicacy, because she can't possibly mean to refuse him. But what made me laugh the hardest in his first declaration was one word. He tells her, quote, Almost as soon as I entered the house, I singled you out as the companion of my future life. Unquote. Almost as soon as he entered the house. Because if you recall, his first and equally arbitrary choice was Jane. And then, learning she was to be engaged, he made that rapid change to Elizabeth before Mrs. Bennet even had time to finish stirring the fire. I don't think anyone who has read this novel can ever forget the manner of stiff formality with which Mr. Collins declares that before he is run away with by his feelings, he must enumerate his reasons for marrying. But if that weren't painfully awkward and unromantic enough, then there is the order of those reasons. First, that as a clergyman he must set an example of matrimony for his parish. Second, only second, that it will contribute to his happiness. And third, that it was recommended by his patroness that he marry. Even funnier still, as he utters that third reason, he realizes that he probably ought to have mentioned that one first. That one, not his happiness. To make matters worse, he ends his proposal by insulting Elizabeth in an effort to flatter himself. He assures her that there were plenty of women in his own neighborhood as desirable as she— but that he had resolved to choose a wife from Mr. Bennet's daughters out of a sense of duty. And, fool that he is, he thinks that this declaration of his sacrifice will inspire her with gratitude and elevate him in her regard. At last, he says with eternally memorable awkwardness, quote, And now nothing remains for me but to assure you in the most animated language of the violence of my affection, unquote after which he proceeds to explain at length the details of her modest inheritance and to promise, with a tone of self-congratulation, never to reproach her for her lack of fortune. When Elizabeth is insistent that they could not make each other happy and that Lady Catherine would never approve of her, Mr. Collins's reassurances show how little he knows the young lady he means to marry. I thought it was hilarious when he promised Elizabeth that he would speak in the highest terms of her modesty and economy. Much praise could be made of Elizabeth, but that isn't it. Despite Elizabeth's efforts to state her refusal as plainly as possible, Mr. Collins persists in his willful self-deception. 
I wasn't quite sure whether his last statement to her was an expression of passive-aggressive hostility or a sincere attempt at persuasion. But in either case, he ends his declaration by insulting her once more, when he says, quote, You should take it into further consideration that in spite of your manifold attractions, it is by no means certain that another offer of marriage may ever be made you. Your portion is unhappily so small that it will, in all likelihood, undo the effects of your loveliness and amiable qualifications. Unquote. Like Elizabeth, throughout this scene, I felt torn between distress and diversion, between groaning and giggling at the outrageous presumptuousness, rudeness, and foolishness of Mr. Collins. <laughs> 